Hello, word nerds. Thank you for joining me on this uh, with on. I keep on saying on this podcast. You're not on this podcast. I'm on this podcast. You're listening to this podcast. But thank you for listening. Go ahead and and rate and review and follow me on the social media and join the Patreon and say what's up and hi. Um, I do want to say I so a while back, a while back, a while back, I figured out where all of my episodes were going to land on what day through uh, the letter B. But what I didn't get a chance to do was actually go through and make little notes on like what holidays happen on those days. Uh, So I want to go back and just mention a few that I've missed uh, because I still haven't written down those holidays. But um, Let's see. On January 20th, in addition to it being my sister's birthday, which I think I mentioned, it's also Martin Luther King Day. Uh, I don't know how I missed that or forgot to mention that. Uh, But yeah, so that was a big one. Uh, Let's see. Civil Rights Day was also January 20th. The Chinese New Year started on January 25th, and uh, I think it's the year of the rat. Uh, So happy rat year. Uh, Let's see. I mentioned that. Uh, at the time of recording, it's February 2nd, which is, um, wait, is it February 2nd? Yeah, it's February 2nd. It's also Groundhog Day, which I mentioned, but, uh, for a lot of you, more importantly, it's the Super Bowl, which I will not be watching, uh, but I missed that, uh, whatever it was, um, six days ago, uh, in your world, in your time. Um, also February 4th was Rosa Parks Day, and, uh, I know what she did was it really changed things. Uh, but what I've learned was that there was actually somebody else, a young girl, maybe she was a teenager, who actually did it beforehand. I think Rosa Parks did it. It was um it was pre-planned by her and a group of people, which is great. I obviously I'm not trying to take away from what she did at all because that was an amazing thing and took a lot of guts and bravery. Um, but it had been done before, and so I want to give a shout-out. I don't know the woman's name, um, but uh, it, uh, it, th- there was, there, there's more to the story, is what I'm trying to say. That's all. Anyway, uh, so today, oh, yesterday, this is a fun one, Nas- uh, National Wear Red Day. I hope you wear, wore some red on February 7th. Um, and today is February 8th, and there's nothing on the list. So happy birthday, happy anniversary, Happy uh, eighth day of February. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna try and be a little bit better about talking about holidays because I know that that's the only reason you're here. You just want to hear me talk about stuff like that. Okay, the first word for this episode is balance beam. B a l a n c e. Next word b e a m. It is a noun from circa 1949. One. A narrow wooden beam supported in a horizontal position approximately four feet above the floor and used for balancing feats in gymnastics. Number two, an event in gymnastics competition, gymnastics competition, in which the balance beam is used. Next, we have balance of payments. Three words from 1844. A summary of the international transactions of a country or region over a period of time including commodity and service transactions, capital transactions, and gold movements. Next, we have balance of power. Three words again, and there's going to be one more of those. Uh, This is from 1701. An equilibrium of power sufficient to discourage or prevent one nation or party from imposing its will on or in interfering with the interests of another. Next, we have balance of trade. 
1668. The difference in value over a period of time between a country's imports and exports. Next, we have balancer. It is a noun from the 15th century, one that balances. Specifically, we have the synonym, and I don't know how to pronounce this, halter or haltere, H-A-L-T-E-R-E. So that is someone who balances. Next, we have balance sheet. It is two words. Uh, It's a noun from circa 1771, a statement of financial condition at a given date. Next is balance wheel, two words, noun from 1669. One, a wheel that regulates or stabilizes the motion of a mechanism. Number two, a balancing or stabilizing force. Next is balancing act, two words, noun from 1954. An attempt to cope with several often conflicting factors or situations at the same time. Next we have balas. I think that's how it's pronounced. B-A-L-A-S. It is a noun from the 15th century. A ruby spinal of a pale rose red or orange. What is a spinal and how is it pronounced? S-P-I-N-E-L but it is pale, rose, red, or orange. Uh, It is Middle English from Middle French, baila, or belai, from Middle Latin, balagias, or balaskias, which is from the Arabic, balaksh, which is from balakshan, uh, which is an ancient region of Afghanistan. So maybe that's where they get these, uh, I don't know, maybe it's a gem or something. Well, it says a ruby spinal, so yeah, it's probably a gem. Next we have... Balata, B-A-L-A-T-A. It is a noun from 1860. The dried latex of a tropical American tree of the Spodilla family that is similar to gutta percha, don't know what that is, and is used especially in belting and golf balls. Also, a tree yielding it. All right, so let's uh, go back a little bit. It is a, a dried latex of a tropical American tree. Uh, so the genus name for this American tree is Ma- uh, Manelcara, and especially Manelcara bidentata. Bidentata. Um, I don't know what gutta percha is, but it is spelled G-U-T-T-A uh, hyphen P-E-R-C-H-A. So maybe we should go look up a picture. Next, we have Balboa, B-A-L-B-O-A. Uh, it is a noun, by the way, uh, balata is Spanish, and it is from, uh, looks like the Caribbean, or a, a Caribbean word. Okay, so Balboa is next. It is a noun from circa 1909, and it says just to see the money table. It's Spanish from Vasco Nunez de Balboa. Uh, so I guess it's a form of money in Spain, maybe? Named after somebody with the last name Balboa. Next we have Balbrigan, B A L. B-R-I-G-G-A-N. It is a noun from 1885. A knitted cotton fabric used especially for underwear or hosiery. This is from Balbriggan, which is a town in Ireland. Uh, So maybe they made a lot of these underwears and hosieries in this town called Balbriggan. Next, we have Balcony. It is a noun from 1618. One, a platform that projects from the wall of a building and is enclosed by a parapet or railing. 
Number two, an interior projecting gallery in a public building as a theater. Balconied is an adjective. Hello to all you balcony monsters. If you uh, understand that reference, then then you do. This is Italian from balcone, B-A-L-C-O-N-E, from Old Italian, which means large window. It is of Germanic origin. It is akin to the Old High German balco, which means beam, and there's more at the word balk, B-A-L-K. And they have a little black and white drawing of an extremely fancy balcony and windows. Actually, the windows are more fancy than the balcony itself. Uh, I don't know what style. They have this fancy arch. Oh, we could go back to our arch episode. Remember when we listed all the different kinds of arches? Um, But the, the tops of the windows have this fancy pointed curved arch. And then there's a relatively small balcony in front of it. Um, but it's all very sort of ornamental. All right, next we have bald, B-A-L-D. We've got the uh, two forms, and these will be the last for this episode. So the first form is an adjective from the 14th century. 1A, lacking a natural or usual covering as of hair, vegetation, or nap. 1B, having little or no tread, as in bald tires. I think there's a penny test, like if you stick your penny in and it doesn't stay in or it doesn't go far enough down the treads of the tire, uh, you got to go get new tires. So um, it reminds me, I should probably go look at my tires uh, because I don't usually check them. Number two, marked with white. Number three, lacking adornment or amplification, as in a bald assertion. Four, we have these synonyms undisguised and palpable as in bald arrogance Uh, and then at the end it says see the word bear as a synonym b-a-r-e baldish is an adjective baldly is an adverb and baldness is a noun this is from middle english baled b-a-l-l-e-d it looks like it would be pronounced bald like a ball but in the past tense, um, and it is probably akin to the Danish dialect uh, baldet, which means bald, uh, from Latin fulica, which means coot. What? Uh, and from Greek phileos, which means having a white spot. Um, and from Old English bale, which means fire or pyre. So now we have the second form of bald. It is a transitive verb. Actually, it's just a verb with both transitive and intransitive definitions. Uh, From 1602, the transitive definition is first, to make bald. And then the intransitive definition is to become bald. Very simple and clear. Thank you for that. Uh, So what is going to be the word of the episode? Uh, Let's pick... I don't know what to pick. This is hard. I'm going to pick bald because I'm not bald. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. Goodbye.